Next, the golden days of radio. This is Frank Brzee welcoming you to the golden days of radio. Great moments from radio programs of the past with the world's most famous personalities. Those memorable moments when everyone listened to enjoy the make-believe world of radio. On this program, we are featuring Kate Smith, Jonathan Winters, an episode from one of Arch Obler's shows entitled Taking Papa Home, plus a comedy sequence with many of the popular radio detectives. One of the great performers on radio was Kate Smith. During her hour program in the 30s and 40s, she introduced to the country such personalities as, as Bud Abbott and Lou Costello, plus the Aldridge family, and it pays to be ignorant. Here's the opening from one of her programs during radio's great days. Ted Collins. It's 8.30 in New York and time again for Kate Smith. Tonight is that jump king of swing as our guest, Mr. Count Basie, but first your hostess, Kate Smith. I like New York in June. How about you? I like a Gershwin tune. How about you? I love a fireside when a storm is due. I like potato chips, moonlight, motor trips. How about you? I'm mad about good books, can't get my fill. And Franklin Roosevelt looks sure gave me a thrill. Holding hands in a movie show when all the lights are low may not be new. But I like it, how about you?
You know, if, if I could ever be in love with one woman, it would be Kate Smith. I think she's great, and I'll never forget enjoying her performances for, for over three decades. In November 1968, she appeared on television as guest on the Jonathan Winters show, and they were both in rare form that night. Right now, here's Jonathan as Maynard Tetlinger. Fantastic, fantastic, Katie girl. You were <laughs> superb. Permit me to introduce myself. I'm the late Maynard Tetlinger. Oh, it's my pleasure, Mr. Tetlinger. I'm so glad that you enjoyed my singing. Oh, yes, I loved your singing, Katie girl. But that song, it's entirely too new, too new. Why all the new songs, Katie girl? <laughs> well, to tell you the truth, I seem to like the new tunes. But do you like the old songs better? You bet your sweet alto. <laughs> old songs bring back wonderful, wonderful memories of the golden days when I was still allowed to eat with metal silverware. <laughs> yes, yes. Mm -hmm. Well, why don't I do some of the old songs for you so that you can just kind of stand there and reminisce and have memories. Would you like that? Uh, yes, my dear, but do it quickly. It's almost time for them to put me into my rubber bathroom. <laughs> All right, Mr. T. Now, let's see what a wonderful memory this particular song brings back to you. Yes, now, listen. yes. Whispering while you cuddle near me Whispering so no one can hear Yes, yes, it's all there, whispering. Reminds me of the time I went to the doctor's with laryngitis. His wife answered the door and I said, Is your husband home? <laughs> and she said, No, come on in. <laughs> Change the subject, man. Yes. How about this one? Yes. Are the stars out tonight? I don't know if it's cloudy or bright, for I only have eyes for you, dear. Drove all the wax out of that ear. <laughs> oh, yes. That takes me back to the time I was courting Agatha Jean, the Lady Marine. <laughs> only had eyes for me. The officers got the rest of the goodies. <laughs> I want to sing another song for you and see what memory this brings back yes, to you. Yes, good. When the deep purple falls over sleepy garden walls Ah, that reminds me of Maria, the wine grower's daughter. Deep purple was the color of her feet. When she took off her shoes, she left muscatel prints all over the car. Easy, easy, easy. My dog used to laugh that way. Yes, quiet. Yes. Now, calm yes. down. Mr. T, you know, I'm beginning to wonder about you. Oh, uh, yeah? Yes, because every song I sing reminds you of some girl. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, You're probably not as old as you look. 
I think you just slowed up a little. That's what I think's happened to you. Yes, when I was a youth, my lips were registered at the local bomb squad. <laughs> Part of my hang-up, dear. But there's one song that reminds me of a special girl in particular. Really? Yes, I almost didn't get that out. This whole thing here. I never met her, but I fell in love with her. The sound of her voice. Oh, that's very romantic, Mr. T. What was the song? When the moon comes over the mountain. <laughs> Mr. Patlinger, you're a sly one. That's my song. <laughs> it's our song now, Katie. Sing it to me. Sing it to me. When the moon comes over the mountain, ah, every beam brings a dream, dear. And now, once again, one of the Arch Obler Lights Out episodes. This is one of the programs that was most effective on radio after midnight to make you wish as you pulled the covers over your head that the author had been strangled while very young. But he wasn't. This is the sort that, that after it starts, pretty soon you just can't stand it and you want it to stop. But it doesn't stop. And when it stops, you're sorry that it stopped. Its title, Taking Papa Home. Will you quiet down? And don't pull at me. I'm driving. Really, Harold. Really, Harold. Really, Harold. Really, really, All right, all right. I suppose you have it coming. You've waited for your pension a long time. So, this is your night to howl. Oh, really, Harold. All these years, I never realized you had it in you. I wish I could make a recording of this and play it for you tomorrow morning. You won't believe me when I tell you. Home, home on the range. Home is exactly where you're going, mister. Mr. Mead is going to buy his wife a new car. Out of the first pension check. Mm -hmm. Brand new car, Mm -hmm. Mr. Mead. Mm -hmm. Sure, sure. One for each foot and a swimming pool to wash it in. (laughs) With that company check, we'll be lucky to have steak once a month. Ah, It'll be good to be together again, Harold. No more getting up at 7.30 and coming home so late. Ah, It'll be wonderful. Wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. Yeah, wonderful. I do wish we could get a new car. How I hate to drive this one. My goodness, we're at the railroad crossing already. Miserable old gears. Oh, my goodness, on the track. On the track, on the track, on the track. Start, will you? Start? Start, start. Train. Can't be. Oh, no. Harold. Uh-huh. Wake up, Harold. There's a train. Uh-huh. I remember. And there's a starter motor. 
can't get it in gear. I can't. I can't. Harold, we gotta get out. Wake up. Wake up, we gotta get out. No, no, there's a train. You gotta get out, Harold, for God's sake. Harold, please. I won't go without you. Harold, darling, please. Please get out of here, please, Harold. You gotta stay alive. Oh, you've worked so hard waiting for the day this affair. In 1946, many of the radio detectives got together for the comedy sequence you're about to hear. Here's Howard Duff as Sam Spade, House Jameson as the crime doctor, Les Damon and Claudia Morgan as Nick and Nora Charles, Stats Cotsworth as Casey, crime photographer, Raymond Edward Johnson as the host of Inner Sanctum, and Gene Herschel as Dr. Christian. Calling all stars, calling all stars, crime doctor, the host of Inner Sanctum, Sam Spade, Casey, crime photographer, the thin man, wake up and go at once to the home of Edward Dismukes Mayhoff, wealthy sportsman whose life has been threatened. Hurry on over. If you don't hurry, it'll be all over. Over. Yes, yes, who is it? Dr. Ordway, the crime doctor. Let me in. Oh, Dr. Ordway, I'm glad you're here. Read this, this note I got. Note? Yes, yes, they're going to kill me. They're after me. Save me. Help me, Dr. Ardwell. Please be calm, Mr. Mayhoff. Just a moment now. Let me read this. Nothing you can do will save you. You will be killed tonight at midnight. Midnight. <laughs> and it's 23 minutes to 12 now. Don't let them save me. I'm too young to die. How old are you, Mr. Mayhoff? 86. <laughs> 86 going on 87, I hope. Well, I hope so, too. Now, this should be very easy to solve. First, you must answer a few questions. Oh, anything, anything. But we must hurry. It's 19 minutes to 12. Ask me anything. Well, uh, first, who sent this note? Who sent it? Yes, it's not signed. Very untidy way of doing business. Just a note that someone's going to kill you and nothing more. No signature, no date, no corpse. Come, come, Mr. Mayhoff. I must say you're not being very cooperative. Well, I'm sorry, Dr. Ordway. I... I know there should have been more clues, but uh, I only got the note a half an hour ago, and I didn't know what I was doing. My life was at stake. A flimsy excuse. Well, I, I didn't know which way to turn. I, I called every detective I could think of. Why aren't they here? Oh, there's somebody now. Seventeen minutes left. Yes, yes, who is it? How do you do, Mr. Mayhoff? I'm Nick Charles, a thin man. Huh. This is my wife, Nora. Nora, darling, this is Mr. Mayhoff. Uh, uh, how do you do, Mr. Mayhoff? Oh. Excuse me, I'm so sleepy. I beg your pardon, madam. This is Mr. Mayhoff. I'm Dr. Ordway. <laughs> Not the crime doctor, the same. Well, Nora, darling, is Dr. Ordway, the crime doctor we listen to every Sunday night. Uh, uh, do we? Yes, of course, baby. Dr. Ordway is the man who helps the police solve all those difficult crimes by brilliant deductions. Oh, yeah. But isn't it strange, Nick? He's never been able to catch Johnny breaking into those thousands of store windows he's always coming out of. <laughs> oh, oh. So nice to see you, Doctor. Mind if I lie down? I'm so sleepy. Not at all. I hardly knew you with your eyes open. 
<laughs> Please, it's, it's 15 minutes to 12. My life is at stake. This, this note I got. Note? Yeah, yes. note, Mr. Mayor? Yeah, 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 the, the note threatening my life. Uh, Dr. Ordway has it. Here, Nick, have a look. Mm. What do you make of it? Nothing can help you. You die at midnight. Hmm, who sent this? Who sent it? I don't know. Don't know who sent it? No. No date, no signature. Come, come, Mr. Mayor. Exactly what I told him, Nick. If people must get threatening letters, the least they can do is supply us with some clue or other. Yes, you're so right, Dr. Ordway. Always making it as difficult as possible. Fourteen <laughs> Reminds me of the case we had a year ago last sponsor. Or was it the sponsor before that? Nora, darling, what sponsor was that? Oh, please, Nicky. Oh, yes, it was the sponsor of 1944. It was a late autumn night. The options were just beginning to fall. We had a client like this hapless man here. It's 13 minutes to 12. And this man that he was going to be killed at 9 o'clock. You, 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 why is it 12 o'clock? Uh, this was specific coast time for the repeat broadcast. By the way, do you have a repeat broadcast, Dr. Ordway? Oh, yes. Yes, keeps me up frightfully late. Mm -hmm. I'm awfully sleepy, Nikki, darling. Oh, yes, baby. Well, anyway, when this man called me about the note, we took every precaution. We bolted the doors, barricaded the windows. Oh. We had police on every foot of ground around the apartment. Oh. Police doors, electric eyes, burglar alarms. Every precaution known to criminology was taken to see that this man would not be killed at 9 o'clock. Yes, Mr. Charles. What happened to the man? He was killed. <laughs> but not until 10 o'clock. We had all gone home. We were dead tired. He was dead and <laughs> we were tired. Uh -huh. Nick, darling, please. 12 minutes to 12. Won't somebody do something? Mr. Mayhoff, I'm Casey, crime photographer. Oh, hold it. Thank you. Look for it in the morning express. Uh, please, Mr. Casey, will you please do something? I got this note. They're going to kill me at midnight. Midnight? <laughs> Can't wait till midnight. We go to press at once. Play dead. I'll take one more. But I don't want to lie down on the floor. Well, take this couch. Oh, oh. Oh, oh hello, beautiful. I'll take one of you, too. Excuse me, Flash. I'm Nick Charles, a thin man. This is my wife, Nora. Uh, oh, <laughs> hello, Mrs. Charles. Hi. I listen to you every Friday night. I should have known that was you lying there, Mrs. Charles. <laughs> and I'm Dr. Ordway, the crime doctor. Well, glad to know you, Doctor. I listen to you on Sunday nights. Thank you. Well, won't anybody say they listen to me on Thursday nights? Won't anybody listen to me tonight? <laughs> I'm going to be killed at midnight. Eleven more minutes. Well, it's quite a gathering of the crime clan. The crime clan. The crime clan. It's quite a gathering. All we need now is Sam Spade. My name is Sam Spade. Where's the body? Oh, Mr. Spade, I'm so glad you came. But there's no body here. Nobody here? No. What are these people doing here? Oh, uh, Mr. Spade, my name is Dr. Ordway. This is Nick Charles and his wife, Nora. This is Casey, the crime photographer. We've all been called in on the case. Get going, you guys. I work alone. But, Mr. Spade, in nine minutes, I'm going to be killed. Nine minutes? Okay, I'll be back. Have a check ready. Oh, I'll give you anything, Mr. Spade. I'll, I'll give you any, anything, anything. Only save me. Save me. Here, here, read this note. Read it. Look. No notes. I want cash. But, yeah, but I'm going to be killed at 12 o'clock. Well, let's get it over with. I got my own broadcast to make tonight. Hold it. Thank you, Mr. Spade. Look for it in the Morning Express. Reminds me of a case we had sponsored before last. Remember, Nora? Nicky, it's late. I'm getting sleepier by the minute. Yes, Nicky, it's three minutes to 12. I'm sleepy. I need... Do something for me. Do something to save me. Yes? Who is it? Come in. Good evening, friend. Oh, <laughs> oh it's, it, uh, it's the host from Inner Sanctum. What? No blood? You're just... You're just in time. Just in time for murder, I hope. 
Uh, don't rush me. I've still got two minutes. And what's the inner sanctum host doing here? He's no detective. He doesn't even know enough to oil the hinges on his door. Oh, it's Mr. Charles, the Sinatra of the Sleuths. <laughs> How do you do, Mr. Host? Dracula of the detectives, Karloff of the killer cycles, Vampire of the vacuum tubes, Bluebeard of the batteries, and Tomboy of television to come? Flatterer. How's business down at your creek joint these Monday nights, Mr. Host? Oh, gory be, we're killing them. Love to have you down some Monday night. Uh -huh. Would you like me for dinner? Uh-huh. On toast. <laughs> please, 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 fellas. It's just a few more seconds. Can't any of you do anything? Save me! Save me! They got me! They... Oh! Hold it. Don't fall. Thank you. Look for it in the morning express. You can fall now. Oh, blood. Goody. Murder. Well, they won't need me here anymore. Anything you say may be held against you. Uh, just a minute, Dr. Ordway. How do we know he's dead? Get a doctor. Let's make sure the corpus is the lecti. Somebody looking for a doctor? I'm Dr. Christian. Oh, come in, Dr. Christian. Here you every Wednesday night. How's Judy? She's fine, thank you. And how's Mrs. Charles? Sleeping any better? Oh, she's doing fine, thanks. That's good. <clears throat> That'll be $5. $5? <laughs> Well, that's Did you say my regular... $5? Yeah, that's my regular fee for calling on the sick. What's your regular fee for calling on the dead? I'm sorry, I don't understand. We think your patient is dead. So fast? Uh, I just got here. We think he was dead before we called you. My fee is still $5. Well, there's a chance he may not be dead. And if I find he's not? He'll pay you the $5. Here he is. Very well. <clears throat> No pulse, no heartbeat, no blood. He's dead, isn't he, Doc? Not necessarily. <laughs> what do you mean? If a man has no pulse, no heartbeat, and no blood, he's dead. That has been disproven. Who disproved it? Frank Sinatra. <laughs> up another half hour of the golden days of radio. This is Frank Brzee in Hollywood, California, inviting you to join me next time for more great moments from radio programs of the past. This is the United States Armed Forces Radio Service.